Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. Ah, the podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Rachel, filling in for Frank. Yeah, you're a girl. I know. We got a girl on the show and everything. Is it weird? Does it feel weird? Feels kind of weird. I feel like we're, we're betraying the masculinity that this show generally portrays it is a pretty manly show <laughs> frank and i i think i think we can all agree that frank and i are the manliest of men i think sometimes when i picture you guys recording i i imagine that you have the headset on but that you're chopping wood while yeah you're exactly talking. exactly wood chopping wood chopping or like you know engineering a train roping wild animals into sure pens yeah exactly the mm-hmm. the, the ferocious Skink, or something. I don't, I don't know. Is that is that an animal? I think that's an animal. I, yeah, I think it might be a reptile or amphibian <laughs> or something. <laughs> something kind of salamandery. There you go. That's manly. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> well, okay. Coming up on today's show, we're we're gonna hear a couple of uh, interviews that Frank and I recorded uh, back at the the American Atheist Convention. A couple of them. More girls, as a matter of fact. That's because this is the girl show. This is the girl show. We got all, we're, we're very estrogenic okay. in this show. I barely count as a male myself, so <laughs> this is all this is a very girly show. I'm like I'm liking it it's already. Already, I like the fact that there's. Right. I, I should clarify, by the way, for those for our, our longtime listeners, you are not the Rachel that has hosted before. I am not. You're a different one. Yes, but I are guess- we sure about that? I'm pretty sure because I've uh, this is very new and strange for me. <laughs> and alarming? Are you alarmed? No, no, I'm I'm settling in. Oh, good, good. You're doing great. Good so far. Off to a good start. Thank you. But we'll see how you do when you yeah. present to us a story. Oh, go. Okay. On your mark, get set. Tell us about a story. Okay. Well, um, I have a question for you. Do you remember, or does the name Bob McDonald mean anything? To you. He had a farm, right? E-I-E-I-O? E-I-E-I-O. Yeah. He also was a governor. Oh, of a state? Of Virginia. Oh, okay. that's a state. I guess that qualifies <laughs> as a state. a state. It was a state. It's still a state. <laughs> For the time being. Uh-huh. Um, well, I first heard of him when people were talking about, uh, they were referring to him as Governor Ultrasound. Oh, because he has magic powers? Uh, magic powers. <laughs> Um, and a little doctor kit. Oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's what we were talking about there. Uh, no, he, and it, it wasn't just Virginia. I think it was North Carolina also. They, uh, were trying to pass a law that said that any woman who wanted to have an abortion had to have an ultrasound. Oh, right. And, uh, most in the most of those cases, because it's early on, you can't do the external ultrasound. You have to do a transvaginal ultrasound. Oh, that sounds less pleasant. Yeah. I mean, none of them pleasant. sounds particularly pleasant, I suppose. Well, but. the thing that I remember most about it was that the, the idea of the law is that if you want to abort your fetus... You must first see image of said fetus. Oh, uh, right. By yes. looking at in the <laughs> looking at right in the almost formed silhouette, eyes. The silhouette. Perhaps. Oh, right. Um, but the thing that they did clarify was that you you don't have to look. <laughs> oh, right. I remember this now. Right. It's all coming back to me. 
you have to have a very invasive procedure. Right. But, but you uh, don't. So, well, because so they were asking, like, well, what are you going to do? Are you going to hold her head and force her to look at the camera or, right, the photo right, or whatever right. before she can leave? They're like, no, no, no. She can never hurt her eyes, which told me, OK, so looking at the photo, optional. Right. Probing up the hoo-ha, not optional. Less so. Right. Less so. Which made me just want to, well, okay, I, if I can avert my eyes, <laughs> can I avert my baby hole? <laughs> no. No. no that's what the... if I, whoa, oh, you missed me. <laughs> oh, you dance around you a little bit. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I think, I think, I think you have not found a loophole there, best, no. Best two out of three. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. So why are we talking about this guy? Okay, we're talking about him because he's no longer governor, and uh, he actually he was he finished up his term, uh, but he has been indicted. Oh dear! For um, federal douchebaggery, I believe is the <laughs> legal term. So we're we're back up hoo haws again then, are well, we? Well, he took a lot of bribes. Oh, he accepted a lot of gifts and watches and fancy cars and stuff like that. And that's a problem for you? Um, for me personally, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, it's also a problem for everybody else. <laughs> right. Well, so he and his wife were indicted. They're awaiting trial, mm. but but he but there's a, a shining light. For, okay. For Bob McDonald. Oh, thank God, cuz I was worried I was starting to worry about him. Yeah, he got a, a part-time job. Okay. He's teaching at Liberty University. Oh, Lib U. Yeah. That's a, that, that that's a that's a Christian university. Yeah, it's a Jerry Falwell's thing. Fancy big place. Fancy thing. He's uh teaching government. Oh good. Um <laughs> Is he teaching what not to do? Uh I I doubt it. <laughs> Because that would require a little bit of uh, acknowledgement. Right. So what is he teaching? Uh, well, according to this article uh, from the Washington Post, uh, the school has said that McDonald was seen as a good fit for the Helm School. The Helm School is the, the uh, gov- government college, which blends the study of politics, criminal justice, and international relations with a Christian worldview. <laughs> The school says on its website. Including bribe taking. Right. That's pretty Christian. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was established 10 years ago to develop leaders who are guided by duty, honor, morality, and civic virtue. (laughs) So he can teach. He has a lot to say about these things. About duty. Duty. (laughs) Yes. You said duty. (laughs) You started it. It's true. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, it, it's not like there's any hypocrisy there. No. That's, frankly, that's who you want to learn from. Although, no, I take it back. The guy you want to learn your government from is the guy who gets away with it. Uh, not the guy who gets caught. Right. You don't want the guy that gets caught. So he, they should have waited to offer the position to him until the result of the trial. Mm, maybe. No, because that would have smelled like uh, they cared <laughs> about it. They just needed to find a corrupt politician right. who never got charged with anything. <laughs> right. That's what they need. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, there you go. Yeah. Go go take the class, y'all. Anyone near Liberty? Do you have any idea where Liberty University is? I don't. I don't know where it is either. We could it's, look it up, but it doesn't um, matter to me enough to actually care to do it. It's on Earth. <laughs> it's, I, well... 
That might be debatable. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. But there you go. Okay, I'm going to look. I'm going to switch us to California, um, where there's been a problem. Where actually, there's a genius new thing okay. that I am totally going to maybe use someday, which is a good way to get out of jury duty. Uh, Everybody uh, needs that. Right, exactly. Like, you can't really get out of jury duty. I don't think you can get out of it by saying it's against my religion because there is apparently, I, I'm guessing there's no religion that says you can't do jury there's duty. There's no conscientious objection to, <laughs> to jury, duty. jury duty. I don't think so. But a Sikh man, a Sikh, they usually, I think they say Sikh, oh. but I like Sikh. Mm-hmm. And ye shall find. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, so the, uh, uh, the sick man was in uh, was called for jury duty, but was not allowed in due to his ceremonial kirpan dagger, Ooh. which uh, which they're all required to wear. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's this dopey little thing. They're supposed to wear a sword, but usually they in the U.S. they wear a little just a little dagger, mm-hmm. and it's ceremonial theoretically. But they're supposed to be able to like defend themselves if they need to. Oh, okay, so you can't just have like a a imitation. Plastic? No, no. It's like it's like a for real thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so they, uh, so yeah, this guy couldn't, uh, couldn't. Now he was upset. He mm. he said, I he said, I feel very strongly that as a citizen of the United States, I should be able to serve as a juror, and uh, and and you know maybe, but not if you're wearing that knife, <laughs> Mister Singh, Mister Gersant Singh, which is mm. his name. That's the name of the guy. Anyway, I just thought that that was a yeah a brilliant way of getting out of jury duty, because then because you can't say it's against my religion to do jury duty, but you can say it's against my religion not to have this knife. Right. Well, I guess I I'm curious now about what that's all about. Like, it has to be on your person at all times. You can't have it with you and then leave it with the lost and found lady. No, I don't think you can. I think oh. you're supposed to like hold on to that shit. Hmm. So there you go. Convert to Sikhism if you mm-hmm. want to get out of jury duty. Okay. I got to carry my knife. I'm going to consider that. I don't I I don't think they'd believe me if I told them I I mean maybe maybe if I learned to tie a good turban. Mm-hmm. If I learned to tie a, a good looking turban, mm-hmm. not just you not some ate up old like white guy trying to simulate a turban. Right. But if I did a good one, mm-hmm. maybe they'd buy it. Maybe. No. I don't think they would. <laughs> you couldn't do your creative beard trims anymore. Well, I do. I, I am very frequently in, in various stages of beardness. Yeah. You like to play with the mustache length. <laughs> Apparently I do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I do shows. So yeah, usually sure. usually my beard is not my own. Mm-hmm. It's, That's right. it's, it's somebody else's it's job. It's a rental. <laughs> it's a, I'm just <laughs> borrowing this. No, I mean the style. It's up to somebody else. Anyway, what do you got? Um, okay, well, I, I kind of wanted to touch back on something that Frank was talking about a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. He was talking about uh, a Jan Hersey Allah. Yes, okay. Ali. Sorry, I said her name wrong. That's okay. say that again. A Jan Hersey Ali. Uh-huh. And uh, she was, just as a refresher... Uh, being offered an honorary degree from Brandeis University. Oh, but right, right, oh right, yeah, right. 
but and, and um, then they said uh, never mind yeah because care got involved and remind me who's care council for american islamic relations i think there should be a, a segment of care that's big furry gay guys oh. and they could be the care bears <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. I think they'd have to have a little a little picture on their tummies, though. Anyway, sorry, might, go on. That might conflict with some other... There might be, I don't know. You feel like there might be a copyright infringement issue there? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> so, okay. So, um, Hersey Ali is the executive producer of a film that came out in March called The Honor Diaries. Okay. Um, and it is about honor killings and honor violence in so cultures. It's, it's a Klingon thing or? Oh, I know it's kind of Klingon <laughs> now that you mention it. Um, no, but in, in countries, usually Islamic countries, I'm mm. going to be careful <laughs> yeah. because that's kind of the sticking widget of the whole story, um, where there's a tradition uh, called honor culture, mm. where it's very common for. Well, gosh, I, I just I feel like I, I'm terrified by this story. I don't know what could possibly happen to me by talking about <laughs> it, but it They will come me. and find you. <laughs> they will get you. Um, so the film is about women who have been abused or killed by their families, parents, brothers for things that are perceived to bring dishonor on themselves or the family. Right. Such as tr refusing an arranged marriage. Oh, yeah. Becoming a victim of rape. Well, obviously. Uh, <laughs> adultery, things uh -huh. like this. Right. Um, and some of the stories in the film, um, and I have not seen the whole film. I, I've seen a couple of clips on YouTube. It hasn't come to Salt Lake yet. Uh, but... It's nine women talking about their experiences, and one woman, one woman in the clip that I saw was talking about her sister who wanted to get out of this marriage, but she couldn't leave. Oh, uh, no, you can't get out of the marriage. No. Be yeah, it would, it would dishonor the family. So what she did to get out of the situation was she set herself on fire, and she died. What, what a great solution to yeah. her problem. Yeah. And, well, and or... Wow, they live in a shitty place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so this is what the film is about, and right. and also from the clips that I saw, they're very careful to say this is culture versus religion. Oh, where, okay. They also talk a lot about uh, female gen uh, genitalia mutilation, right? Um, which uh, Ayan Hersey Ali uh, had a. a uh, what do they? What would you even call it? Procedure, I guess. She had it done to her. She had it done to her when she was five, and so that's she something. Was five. Yeah, something that she speaks out very openly right. about. So that's another it, part of the film. That's interesting. I don't know where she's from, but I was under the impression it happened later, for for most girls. She's from Somalia. Okay, well there you go. Watch out, five year olds. Well, and and it's another thing that they talk about is in some of these countries, the legal age for marriage is nine. Right. Right. Yeah, like well. so, so it does happen very young. Anyway, the, there, there's a film. It came out for International Women's Day. Women's Day. It's uh, making its way across the country now. Uh, but CARE, uh, this organization that is very vigilant against protecting against Islamophobia, has been petitioning organizations and universities that are showing the film. 
and uh, they saying not to show the film, right? And last month they were able to get two state universities to cancel screenings of the film. Oh, uh, yeah. This is see now to me this is so okay. I get that they that. I mean, I'm sympathetic to the fact that uh, Islamic peoples of America have to be pretty careful about how they're viewed because it's pretty easy for people to just fly off the handle just because you're Islamic and like, you know, burn down your business or, you know, you know, do something, you treat you horribly or whatever. So I get that. Yeah, absolutely. Islamophobia is a real thing. Right, right. But if, if Islamophobia, I mean, it's the same thing as like Jews, like being outraged if anyone dares to criticize Israel, right? It's this whole thing of like baby slash bathwater issue. Um, right. Where if everything's all thrown together, then we've got a real problem because, yeah, you got women, you know, burning themselves or, you know, men throwing acid on the faces of their women. And right. That's a that's an issue needs well, to be and, dealt with. And I think, you know, to your point, it's something that I I've kind of tiptoed around in a very minuscule little degree with my own experience as being ex-Mormon. Where when I say something that's critical of Mormons, I often get the response like, oh, well, you're you're just anti-Mormon. <laughs> and it's, is a great thing that Mormons have that one down. Right. If well, say, and it's not like, I, I mean, it's not the same thing at all in that I'm not getting death threats or anything no, no, like this. Right. But, but, I, but it, it, you know, there is this point where you need to be able to criticize. Yeah. And especially if it's something that you do know, like these women are talking about their own experiences and their own lives. Right. Um, yeah, you get to judge a book on its contents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is allowed. Maybe not cover. No. But if you read the thing. If you read it. You're, you're pretty okay yeah. to, to actually ju- yeah, <laughs> judge yeah, yeah. that. You just have to kind of say, no, no, I'm not talking about the <laughs> dust jacket. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a tricky one. But right. Well, and especially because... You know, it's not these practices, uh, genital mutilation is not in the Quran. These are not condoned practices right. by Islam. And yet. Well, I mean, I think I. Now I where it's about the culture. Right. But I have. I Now, I haven't read the Quran mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Are you correcting my pronunciation? I no. Said, what did you I, say? I think I said Quran. 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 I'll I, say it your I, way. I don't think that there's an official <laughs> TGIA way. TGIA. <laughs> pronunciation of that particular word anyway i haven't read the holy book of islam Mm -hmm. but i uh (laughs) but what i have done is uh i i I swear i've seen verses from it that talk about like women have to subject themselves to the men and the men have like violent recourses to them right right so i don't think we can divorce it entirely from i mean if the christian bible says it Surely the Quran says it, right. and the Christian Bible definitely says it. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I, you know, it is it is a cultural thing, but to say it's not a religious thing is a little disingenuous. I think, right? You know, right? That's just my little bit there. I agree. Anyway, uh, uh, really quickly though. Oh yeah, okay. I, sorry, I, I'm new to this. I just wanted to bring it back to why I brought it up, which okay. is that. So Brandeis last month. Oh, right. Rescinded this invitation to give this honorary degree to Ayan. Right. Uh, but they did show the film. 
Oh. They showed the film uh, last Wednesday, despite... How, how very conciliatory of yes. them. <laughs> They're like, uh, I'll bet you, like, they couldn't say no to that. She right. could, She could have come to them and just done said, you have to show any film. Oh, right. You have to show Goonies 2 <laughs> or whatever. Electric Boobaloo. <laughs> that one. <laughs> and they would have been like, really? We... We have to show, yeah. You have to show Troll. That's the movie oh. you have to show. And then they would have all, they would have been like, oh, okay. Anyway, uh, since since you mentioned how uh, you're ex Mormon, mm-hmm. which is a common thing on this show, mm-hmm. Frank and I both being ex Mormons as well. Um, yes, but I'm a ex Utah County Mormon. Yeah, which <laughs> to me or anyone that lives in Utah means something. <laughs> Anyone outside of Utah doesn't just know that they're the intense ones. And I'm actually going to talk about Utah County because okay. that's the home of the BYU. Yes, it is. Which is the Brigham Young University of which we have, to which we have referred numerous times on the show because they just did a cute little thing. Frank's going to be a little mad that he wasn't here for this story, frankly. Really? Yeah. Well, because, yeah, he's he's the alum. He was he went to school there, and mm-hmm. it's about gay people. Ooh. So he's just missing a double Sorry, whammy here. Frank. Nope. This one's all you. I, I, I did it just to, just to gouge him. <laughs> Take that, Franklin. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so, so BYU wanted to uh, poll their students a little bit and just sort of understand... Uh, their student body a little bit better, uh, so they did. They 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 did a confidential survey that they distributed to some, but not all of, of Brigham Young University students. I I guess a sense uh, the idea is just a representative uh, a, a, a sample mm-hmm. of students there um, to to reveal the depths uh, to, just to get a sense of like where they uh, where they all were on um, on issues such as sexuality. So. One of the questions, so like question question three is like, what is your gender? And uh, question four is, how old are you? They get all this demographic stuff. And then they get real cute. Okay. In question eight, what is your sexual orientation? Doesn't sound that cute, right? Mm-mm. Here are your options. Number one, I am heterosexual, but I struggle with same-sex attraction. Number two, I am heterosexual and do not struggle with same-sex attraction or other, please specify. That is so Mormon. <laughs> Isn't that just amazing? I, I don't know anybody else that approaches it that way. But <laughs> I had I had this conversation with my mother recently. Oh, yeah? Where we were talking about one of my cousins who I have thought is gay, but he's not out. So, you know, I don't mention it. Right. Um, but he had a, a friend at the, this last family reunion we went to and I was really hoping, I was like, oh yes, <laughs> he's time. out, we can talk about this, so great. <laughs> um, but it just, you know, didn't come up and we were leaving and I, I said, okay, so what is going on there? Do you know? And, and you my, said this to your mom. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and I, I think I even kind of edged in with I don't know if I can ask this but <laughs> and then uh her response was well I don't know if he has that tendency <laughs> but I don't think he's ever acted on it <laughs> which to a Mormon is like okay I will actually that's kind of progressive yeah. in a way because it it actually recognizes the idea that 
okay, this is this is a natural state. This is not a choice. Right. Um, but you can choose what you do with it. Yeah. You know, the, what's amazing is that Mormonism is like that. Mormonism officially believes that there are people who don't choose to be gay who have who suffer from same-sex attraction. Right. And and they acknowledge that. They just think buck up and get over it, kiddo. Yeah. Sorry about that. We can help you though. We'll find you a good wife. Right. We'll oh. find you one somebody we'll, that'll We'll give you a blessing and we'll mm-hmm. pray real hard and 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 I swear eventually mm-hmm. those boobs are going to give you an erection. <laughs> I swear to God, if you that'll believe, happen. clap your hands. That's right. <laughs> I do believe in fairies. I do. No, wait, no, no, no fairies. I believe in good, clean girls <laughs> and vaginas and you. I uh, love vaginas. <laughs> tell yourself that three times before you go to bed every night. I love vaginas. Yeah. So I mean, it's just fascinating that like gay was not an option. But there are two heterosexual options with a caveat on one of them. Mm-hmm. I, just, I don't know. They're, it it does seem a little disingenuous. Yeah. They're not really trying to learn anything no. from that. Yeah, that's that's like an attempt at, could you reaffirm this thing I already believe? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like that they put an other and then you can specify the other. Because I like to believe that there are one or two brave souls down in down in Provo, who were like, oh yeah, other gay. <laughs> oh, you, so you, if you mark other, you have to enter in. Yeah, you have to enter something. Some in. You have to okay. specify something. Okay. It'd just be great if like one or two of them was like just flaming homosexual. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm other <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh my god, everyone knows that. <laughs> the Paul Lind of BYU. Yes. That wasn't a Paul Lind impression. No, I'm, just... I'm now I'm waiting for the Paul Lind impression. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I could do it. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm so disappointed. I'll work on it. All right. I go to BYU. <laughs> That's as close as I can come. That's as close. I kind of. I, I feel like that was near. I, I feel I am, like I grazed I am not past. Disappointed. I like the it. Paul Lind there. <laughs> they got the best cookies. <laughs> Anyway, we better move on before. I know. I put you on the spot. I'm really impressed. There you go. Thank you. Okay. I have a little story about the Fafurf. Oh, the Fafurf. The Freedom From Religion Foundation. And now, do you say Fafurf or Fafurf? (laughs) Again, I I don't think we're going to get... You don't have a... Too, too locked into pronunciations here, okay. especially when it's just a made-up thing that we just like to say because it's funny. Well, the Fufferf okay. has been offending some some people in West Virginia. What? They never offend anyone? No. They're so careful. Well, they they wrote a letter to a high school asking them to paint over a Bible verse that was in their gymnasium. Oh, well... Yeah, that seems like it might be a problem. Right. Something that the Fafurf f- might be interested in. Here, Here's the thing that um, bothers me about it. Okay. First, I have to read the, the scripture. Philippians 4.13. Oh, yeah. I can do all through... All, oh, excuse me. <clears throat> I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So, okay, actually three things. <laughs> Christ, who strengthens me, right? Well, well, maybe. 
Um, <laughs> second, Philip. There's a Philip in the Bible. How how did I not ever know that? I think there is a Philip, but Philippians is like a group of people, isn't it? It's like, like a whole. They're like, Filipino. Yes, yes. It's St. Paul's epistle to the Filipinos. Okay, well, that doesn't bother me then. <laughs> okay, I'm just like picturing Philip. a guy named Philip. Yeah, I mean, what's you know? Is there a book of Brandon? There is a there is that. Well, there's a book of Daniel. I've got my own book. Yeah. You you've okay. got a biblical name. I do. There are lots of names. There might be a Philip. I don't know. But Philippians, I don't think is Philippians. It's anyway. not. It's not book of Philip. Okay. <laughs> well, the, okay. So the the thing that really bothers me about it is that it's just so obvious to how. So it's a, a wrestling gymnasium. Oh. And the quote is all about. I mean, could you be more literal if you had a bible verse that said uh my love of jesus will help me tap this guy out or right like, yeah i don't know i yeah i i prefer by the way if you'd leave the out off of that and it's just will help me <laughs> tap this guy i don't i don't maybe that's not winning maybe that's losing when you tap out when you when you tap out, then yeah, if the uh, guy that you're wrestling taps out, but I don't even know that you tap out in real wrestling that's more like like Pro wrestling. I should not be using sports metaphors. That is not my wheelhouse. <laughs> no, but you're good. But so, so this was so. It was literally. It was like painted on the wall. It was painted on the wall. They also had some some verses on their website, oh. which they took down. Um, so they complied. They complied. Well, that's they good. Did. Yeah. So everyone should be happy, right? Right. Well, the the parents aren't particularly happy, and they're. What? And what? they're I'm shocked. Yeah. But the thing that they're really concerned about is what's next. Oh. Um, and specifically said that you can have the gym wall, but you can't have our t shirts. <laughs> when you pry them from our cold, dead chests, you can have our right. t shirts. From our clammy <laughs> backs. Um and pits. But yeah. So so, so oh so the kids already had T-shirts yeah that they were wearing to school right and now now they're not allowed to no but that's what the parents are worried about oh okay that's this is the compromise so this then. is their compromise you can you, have the wall we get to keep our biblical T-shirts okay <laughs> I mean the, the the trick about that is that they don't know what they're opening themselves up to because. Mm -hmm. uh, because there's a lot of rebellious kids out there, and they're going to be coming in in their in their six 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 shirts and their whatever. Mm, maybe coming in. If, well, if he gets to wear his Jesus shirt, I'd like a shirt that said, "I I can do all things through Satan." Yeah, Satan is my co-pilot. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No. Little little footprints in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> With a tail dragging <laughs> with behind with them. A, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the line sort of swishing about. Yeah, that'd be, well, there you go. I mean, I, I still count it as a win. I think that's awesome. Like every little, yeah. every little thing that we can get out of the schools or get it off of the lawns of the courthouses. I or agree. I, I think it is a win, especially because, you know, there wasn't a big fight and tears. The school was like, okay, you're right. We got to comply with the law. And they painted over it. And... Which is amazing considering where it is, too. Yeah. Like, that's that's impressive. I think it's shocking to me. It's sad to me that the Fufferf has to go school by school. Mm -hmm. This is a problem. Like, the Fufferf has to go building by building through America going, mm -hmm. remember the law? 
Yeah. Does, does anybody here remember? <laughs> there's this whole thing we've got called the Constitution, and it's got a whole bunch of laws attached to it. Anybody? No? Okay, well, whatever. Anyway. We should just, after the census is done, just, like, take all those clipboards and just hand them over to, <laughs> to and have them go door to door. Okay, so just so you guys know, here's the law. Right. Right. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, I'm just going to talk briefly about some new laws, speaking of laws, mm-hmm. uh, but they're not laws here in the United States of America. They are laws in the little country of Brunei. Oh. Have you ever heard of Brunei? I have heard of Brunei. I, I, I was completely wrong as to where it was geographically Well, I was just going to say, don't ask me because I went to public school. <laughs> well, y- yes, <laughs> although you're a smarty pants and you know it, so don't, don't, you don't have excuses like that. Not about geography. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> so I, I had it placed very wrong, but it turns out that it's in the, uh, in the sort of uh, Malaysia area. It's actually, I think it's surrounded by Malaysia. Oh. Except the part that's on the, the China Sea. Okay. So anyway, and it's a small little country. It's uh, geographically, I did look this up just because I was sort of trying to get a sense of this thing. It is smaller. It's between in size our smallest state, which I believe is Rhode Island, and our second smallest state, which is Delaware. Mm. So it's midway between Rhode Island and Delaware in its size. This mm-hmm. thing's tiny. But it's, it has all. They got all. So you can walk across it, but at some point you're probably going to have to pee. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly. how big it is. But, okay. they're, but they're wealthy. Or oh. at least the sultan is wealthy. The sultan of Brunei, I don't know why. In my mind, like, everyone just equates the sultan of Brunei with, like, wealth. Yeah. Because he's, cause he's really... Well, just the whole sultan part sounds... <laughs> it does sound pretty sounds good. pretty posh. It does sound pretty good. But when you're the sultan of, like, 400,000 people... It's, mm. That's not as impressive. That's more people than I'm the sultan of. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I mean, you're probably right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so they, so this is an Islamic country, uh, largely. So they are now, uh, they've now decided that they are going to like freak out a whole bunch of Texans because they are they have instituted Sharia law, but they've gone super hardcore Sharia law. So. What so they uh Sharia law extreme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sharia law. <laughs> so they uh yeah, so like death by stoning is coming back with a vengeance. Uh lots of lots of cool torture. Um punish you know, the phase one has been things like uh punishments for skipping prayer, getting pregnant out of wedlock, Ooh. or uh behaving indecently mm. which seems nebulous enough that i don't think i ever want to go to this country ever because no. i'm pretty sure they could just get that's, me if yeah they that's want an to. umbrella term yeah that's one of those ones where it's just like mm, i don't like the look of you yeah you with the shifty eyes you're going away for a while yeah. and then uh and uh, but there's phase two that's set that's coming in the in the next year or so so they say that's going to be like all about punishing sodomy and adultery, and literally those are like the death by stoning punishments. Wow. Yeah. They are going to fuck some people up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's probably bad. How? What? What's the next phase? Uh, the phase after that is that they just kill everybody. Wow. I don't know what the next... I don't know if there's a next phase. I think the next phase is like... Everybody has to pretend like they live in, you know, the 6th century oh, okay. or something. Yeah. 
There you go, though. There are still there are places in the world. I mean, there are other places in the world that have laws like this in place. Saudi Arabia is not doing so hot no. with this stuff. Uh, Pakistan's kind of sketchy yeah. with laws like this. So it's not unheard of. Is anyone opposing it, or this is just this is the way it's going? I'm pretty sure that down. one of the laws is that you can't oppose the laws. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to do that. I was thinking, like, what does the Secretary of State have to say about it? But, mm. but I think everybody, busy. I think everybody has to say whatever the Sultan tells them they have to mm. say about it. I could no, be wrong. I mean, on that. John Kerry. Like, oh, are our Secretary. Doing our Secretary. Oh, pff, no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> We only meddle when, I know. when. Well, I mean, there is that oil. Was naive. There is oil, but this doesn't seem to threaten the oil at all. Oh, okay. The second there's a law about like restrictions as to where their oil can go or something, right? Then, then do not John Kerry will stone be. the oil. Right, exactly. You're not allowed to stone the oil right. for adultery. Right. I think, although I think oil's more into sodomy. Oh, totally. <laughs> Anyway, well, if you guys have anything that you want to say about anything that you've heard today, you can uh, you can write to us, or if you want to congratulate Rachel on how great a job she's doing, you can write to us at podcast at Thank God I'm Atheist, or do you want to give them our phone number? Uh, 1-800-666. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you're just wrong. This is, That was totally unfair of me. I did not give her the phone number to, to tell you people. I just thought that would be funny to do. Uh, no, it's 424 666 8442, which is TGIA, if you have a phone from the 90s mm-hmm. that actually has those little letters next to the numbers. Or you can uh, you can uh, go on the Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash TGIAtheist. So we're going to take a little, uh, a little break. We're going to listen to some audio here. Uh, what are we listening to? Uh, I believe it was the... Uh... Glenn back at Liberty U. That's right. That's right. Glenn, a Mormon talking at Liberty University. Yeah. And and wildly talking, too. You guys should look up the rest of this, but we're just going to play a little clip of it. Here we go. And miracle after miracle after miracle, I find myself standing where Jesus turned the temples over. The first Christian to be allowed to speak there. What? Do you say? I'm walking down the streets of Jerusalem praying, Lord, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? And unlike anything I have ever felt before, I know the love, I know the gentleness of Christ. I've never felt the wrath. Lord, what do you want me to say? You Tell them I am coming, and I will settle scores. God sounds mad. (laughs) Well, Beck sounds crazy. Yeah, he does sound crazy. Oh, my God. God's coming. He is. And he will settle scores. It's a very... um... I don't know that I I don't like it when God uses those kinds of quotes that sound so Scorsese. I like it does I sound like a an, little Scorsese, doesn't it? Yeah, I like I like an Old Testament God. I'm coming. A, I'm yeah. gonna come. I'm gonna settle some scores. <laughs> don't you probably shouldn't have done what you did, but you did it, so now I'm coming. <laughs> you better watch out. Yeah. Oh my God! I, the fact that anyone 
whether they're Mormon the way Glenn Beck is or they're evangelical the way all these kids at Liberty University are, like anyone listens to this guy mm-hmm. and and is okay with him saying, I had this, this little, I had a little chit chat with our Lord mm-hmm. and uh, let me tell you what he told me. That's uh, That's bold. Dude is bold. At least I'll give him that much. Yeah. Yeah. Scary. Scary. Sure. Uh, but but bold. Well, okay. So we got a, a few emails that I want to go into if, okay. if, if you're down for that. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> it, it is your job <laughs> as fake Frank to do it. Well, as fake Frank, I, I, I'm excited about this. Thing. Okay. Uh, first one's from Michael. Hello, Frank and Dan. I just started listening to the podcast and... Uh, I'm all caught up on 2014. Good. Well done. Um, he says uh, he, uh, he, was a, he was a fundamentalist Christian. Uh, and now he, now he has, he says over the last two to three years, I've studied myself into atheism. So congratulations on that, Michael. That can happen. That, yeah. Oh, you read some stuff. That's, that's the worst thing you can do <laughs> to be, to, and stay Christian. It's harder. It makes it harder. Anyway, he says, um, uh, uh, I, work, I worked with a small company who employed about 40 people from all over the country. Two of them were genuine Salt Lake City Mormons. What I found most interesting, or should I say weird, about them is that they wouldn't drink alcohol, coffee, or caffeinated sodas. And they were diehard conservative Republican types, loving them some family values. Uh, in other words, just say no to abortions and gays. Uh, but we're always the quickest guy in the room to jump on a sexual innu- innuendo opportunity. You know, the the whole, uh, that's what she said thing. Uh, at times our innuendos were even more risque and sometimes they'd just flat out tell some dirty jokes. It didn't bother me, but being of a similar, similar ilk once myself, it seemed like an odd juxtaposition for someone who couldn't even enjoy a damn Starbucks latte. So uh, realizing that uh, knowing two Mormons isn't exactly a scientific study, he says... I was curious if uh, this was a very co- if this was very common, or was I the lucky one who got to hang out with the two LDS pervs? <laughs> and he points out, he says, Daryl Ray found that among American religions, Mormons were the most sexually guilt-ridden, even thirty percent, thirty-seven percent more than Catholics. I have to wonder if there's a connection. Anyway, uh, and then he says, thanks for the, uh, thanks for reading it, and uh, and hope to grab a pint with us sometime. Well, I hope so too, Michael. Well, you you've had a lot of experience with Mormons, Rachel. What do yeah. you think? Is that is that normal? Um, yeah, I was gonna joke. No, what? I, where's the weird part? I don't see the yeah, weird part. Exactly. Um, I, I I was gonna actually ask you if that was like a man thing because yeah, I don't it, know if I've really seen that side of. So here's the deal. I think I have. I've seen plenty of that. Mm-hmm. Plenty of Mormons who still follow like all of those strictures about not drinking alcohol and not drinking co- coffee or whatever, but they can get pretty risque. Right. And I, I, I don't know what to chalk it up to. Like maybe there is that whole like finally expressing the sexuality that was repressed for all those right. years or whatever. I all mean, that if- tension's got to go somewhere. Right, something like that. I mean, they're not supposed to, mind you. Mormons are supposed to be nice and pure and and holy and gentle and all of those things. So mm-hmm. the, I don't think they're they're not supposed to make dirty jokes. But I know a lot of guys that that do. That do see most? I don't. I I feel like I've kind of been sheltered from that. And and the the female experience 
I had a I had a really good friend who um, LDS married later in life, mm. and the first time she saw a penis was when she was in med school. Oh wow! And uh, they were removing them and putting them in a bucket. So she saw a <laughs> bucket full of dismembered members. What? And we were at. Did lunch. you have to hold them? I I don't I just I just got the visual from what she was saying. And we were at lunch and she was kind of talking about it and uh and just like having a hard time talking about it. Like yeah. trying to explain what this traumatizing event was like for her. And then finally somebody else that was there with us picked up on on the the brainwave and said, Oh honey, none of us like looking at them. <laughs> And then she just like sighed. She's like, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> <laughs> and and then I was like, "Well, again, you did see kind of a worst case scenario." Yeah, like that. Like if you're going to be exposed to penises, mm-hmm. and like, you, like if you get to choose how you're going to be exposed to penises, that's the worst possible right way. Right. So my point was, <laughs> I mean, that was kind of off topic, but um, <laughs> I was. My experience talking with Mormon women is typically not quite as body, oh, right. unless there's like you've got to pull something traumatic out of somebody. There's <laughs> there is like special extra pressure on women yeah. to be perfect, mm-hmm. like really, really, really powerful pressure mm-hmm. to always be perfect, and you can't make any mistakes, and you can't say anything that's that could be perceived as being hurtful or offensive to anybody ever right. in the whole world. Right. So. And you do, and if you do kind of wander down that whole body path or saying something, I'm saying body with a W. w my body. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, there, you, you're pretty quick to get your hand, hand slapped in my right. experience. Like now, now. We don't. We don't yes. do that. No. Now, now, Rachel. Behave yourself. <laughs> now, Rachel. Which is probably why my I'm so out of, you know, anything that comes to my head these days. I'll just say it. <laughs> I've got to make up for lost Which is time. Good. Yes. That's what. That's exactly what you need to be doing. Offend everybody. <laughs> Offend all of the people. But yeah, I think I think I think with guys that does happen. It's it's the weirdest thing. I got there's a Mormon guy in the cast of the show that I'm in right now mm-hmm. who prides himself. No, prides himself on being the dirtiest guy in the room. Wow. I think there's like there's there's this sort of thing about like certain guys. It's like this like I yeah, I'm the Mormon who says awful things. <laughs> <laughs> Check that out. <laughs> Fuck. I said the F word. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't seem like a typical experience either. No, like that no. seems like someone who's kind of desperate to rebel a little bit. Right, right. Well, and especially if you're among theater people. Oh yeah. Theater people are pretty dirty as it is. Yeah. So like he, I think he just he's just trying to to fit in extra special good or something. I don't know. He's yeah. a, he's a sweet guy, but it is kind of funny. It's just like, come on, you get you got to pick a side here. Right. You're, <laughs> right. you're cheating. <laughs> But they get off on that. Anyway, uh, well, Cindy also wrote in. She was raised Jehovah's Witness but left uh, five years ago. Congratulations, yeah, congratulations on that when she moved out of her mother's house. However, uh, you think Mormonism is rough on you if, when you leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, the J-dubs can be pretty damned harsh. So she says, um, 
that uh, like okay, so you know that the Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate birthdays or right. Christmas or anything like that. So she she says she works uh, in the same office as her sister. She says my birthday just passed a few days a few days ago, and the girls in the office decorated my cube. That apparently made my sister very upset, and she went and told my mom all about it. My mother then confronted me with it and said that I shouldn't be shoving my paganism in my sister's face at work. What? In that conversation I had with my mom about my birthday, I came out and told her I'm an atheist. She seemed very shocked and asked me a bunch of questions. I asked her if she wanted me to send in my letter to the Jehovah's Witnesses Witness Society to let them know that I was no longer a member. I had never even thought about sending it in because before because I know I'm done with it because I know I'm done with it and that I won't be going back. It didn't feel like something I needed to do. I know Mormons have a similar uh, similar uh, have something similar for exiting the organization. My mother said she would not shun me uh, if I chose to write the letter uh, if, if I chose to write the letter, but if she felt I was being a bad influence on my 21 year old brother. She would no longer be able to have a relationship with me. Wow. I had conversations with my siblings, and they said that they would have to obey the rules and shun me. I would not be changing my lifestyle at all. Only The, diff- the only difference would be a piece of paper stating that I'm no longer a member. They also make an announcement at the last Kingdom Hall you, attend- you attended. It's a very public thing, and the rules say that you can't associate with anyone that has been baptized and chooses to leave and lead a life of, quote, sin. So, she says, um, I would like some advice. Should I act like everything is okay and just move on, or should I write my letter and have them shun me? I don't really care about the letter, but the fact that they that they could actually go through with shunning me hurts so much. I really just wanted to cut them off, cut them out of my life before they have a chance to do it first, but that feels a little childish. I would like some advice on how to handle this in a mature adult way. Uh, obviously, if obviously you guys can't figure it out for me, uh, but if you could think about how you would deal with it in the situation and give me some advice, I'd really appreciate it. Aww. So an easy one for you there, Rach, uh, on your first, uh, time into the show. Cindy, you said her name was? Cindy. Cindy. Is, yeah. She's, she's 25. I'm sorry, honey. That I know. Sounds rough. You are in, uh, what is, I believe technically known as a shitty situation. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, our sympathies on that. In in terms of in terms of advice, it's tricky because we don't know the culture the way yeah. you do. Um, but it's clear that that like yeah, there. It's an eggshells type situation. I I get yeah. the hurt that you're <clears throat> feeling. And here's the deal: families take a lot of time. To process stuff like this. Right. Uh, it does take time. So m- it might not be a bad idea. I'm not, and I'm just spitballing here, but it might not be a bad idea to not send in the letter and let your family sort of become uh, familiar with you in this new context. Right. Chill with them for a while. Let them realize you're the same good person that you were. I can't guarantee that this will actually help anything. Uh, in terms of like, if you do send in a letter, will they continue? Will they still shun you? But what I have found with Mormonism is that if you're gentle and you give people time to realize, like after you've made your announcement, to realize that you're still good, that you're still the same you that you always were, that you're not 
like that you don't hate them for their beliefs and that you don't hate God whom you don't believe in. So that doesn't make any sense, but that's what everybody assumes anyway. If you can, if you can just give them time and I know it feels bass backwards because they're the one that the ones that are mistreating you. So it feels like they should have to do something. But if you can give them the time, uh, it might help. If, yeah. If you can't, it's, that's your business. It, I mean, you don't have to live your life for other people. It's your damn life. Well, and it sounds like they're asking a lot of you. Um, it sounds like your mother is the one that's asking you to send in this letter and, and asking you to behave in a way that she would define as being a good influence on your siblings. Um, and I, I would just, you know, you said that you don't want to cut them off because it feels childish, but I would encourage you to create some space for yourself and, and figure out what your truth is because you've just got to live your truth. And like Dan said, give your family the time to, to build that relationship back around you. Right. Um, but you can also give you time, right? It's not just about them. Obviously, uh, if they're taking, if you're giving them time, that's time that you can take for you too. And right. if you need to, I mean, you're looking at years here, yeah. you know, this is, this is a, this is a many years process of, if you want to reconcile with your family and if you want to eventually be able to talk about the feelings that have come up and talk about how their actions have made you feel, you can start that conversation now or you can wait. That's up to you. But like finding common ground is a very long process. And if you want this to work, you're probably going to have to take that long view. Right. Especially in those heated moments. Because mm. I know when I was 25, I would have maybe gotten really dramatic in this moment <laughs> and said some very unproductive things. Right. Um you know, which is just making it all about me, which is what I do. But, um, well, I, but no, that's, a, but that's a valid thing. And if you do that, you're not going to, I mean, you know, well, I, yeah, I'm just saying, you know, when you're in those moments and it's cause it, it is going to be hurtful. And, and you've said that the idea of, of, uh, having a rift with your family just hurts you so much. Like you'll, you'll have those moments where it, it's consuming you and it's hard to think about the long-term relationship yeah. that you're going to have with your family. It so. is. So that would be just something to remind yourself. Take, take a lot of deep breaths. Yeah. It's a, it's a bumpy road. They know we're totally unqualified to respond to these. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I, th I, make sure. I think I've been perfectly clear that I'm an idiot. <laughs> I've, I've, I hope that our listeners have, have, yeah. have, have known that. But you and I have both been through yeah. similar things. It's not the same thing. Uh, but, but, you know, you, you've got a very religious family. and you. Yeah, I have to keep coming out to my mother because <laughs> she doesn't like it. So she just kind of forgets and pretends I didn't say that. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Did, do you get invited to, like, participate in church things or what like how does that what form no, does that take that that doesn't happen anymore but but i think it's the thing of I, it's that old thing of the well it's one thing to say you don't believe in god it's another thing entirely to say that you're atheist Real, okay where that's just a tough <laughs> it's, it's pill just the, to swallow the language that she yeah, has trouble with yeah okay but again cindy i just want to say hang in there it's you're, you'll be okay. Yeah. You will be okay. It is, by the way, uh, you're allowed 
to cut them out if you want to. But uh it's not childish if it's if it's what you need. Yeah. But I recommend you know, give 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 yourself and them as much of a shot as you can. Right. Family's family. You you grew up with these people. Anyway, thanks for writing in. Um we do have some uh some donors that Ooh. I wanted to thank. Uh if I can Oh me. See, this is what happens when Frank goes away. Suddenly, I, I'm, everything's just gone all to hell. Mm. Um, you hear that, Frank? Yeah. Come back soon. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so Michelle, I want to thank Michelle, who's uh, who's a new uh, subscriber. Thanks, Michelle. And uh, and uh, Michael has has given us a one time donation, and uh, and yes, you get a shout out on the show. So you thank don't. You, you. He said. He said if you give me a shout out on the show, I might donate more. We're not asking for more. If you want to give us more, that's fine. But you get the shout out one way or the other. That's just how we roll. Anyway, uh, we also got a, a very nice uh, donation from Amy. Thank you, Amy. And uh, we have an, uh, an automatic subscriber in Steve. So thanks to all of you for, for your generosity. Thank you. It's very nice. <laughs> I love that you're thanking them. You're also a donor to the <laughs> that's podcast. True. I know. You're like feel, one of them. Well, I'm trying to do what Frank. What would Frank do? That's w- what I'm asking. WWFD. <laughs> That's a terrible thing. No <laughs> one should ever do what Frank would do. Anyway, thank you guys so much for your support. If you want to, uh, if you're not one of the names that I listed, and you want to be, uh, you can you can join them in their support of our podcast by going to thankgodimatheist.com and clicking on the uh, on the support tab. How did you find it? Did, were you was it an easy and simple process for you? Yes, it was. Oh, good. Yeah, we try to make straightforward. As, as yeah, that's what we're that's what we're going for. Really, mm-hmm. it's a nice straightforward process. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so um, we've got uh, a couple of interviews that Frank and I did uh, while we were at the um, the American Atheist Convention because it was just a cornucopia of interviewable people. Good word. Thank you. Well, cornucopia is a good word. Interviewable may be a little sketchier. Well, it, just, it has such a visual. It's just like atheists coming out of a pointy basket. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where they came up with that giant basket, but there they all came. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway, so we'll, you'll be hearing two interviews. One with uh, Amanda Metzges, who uh, is uh, in charge of a very great program. She's, and I'll let her explain that. And Jacqueline Glenn. So uh, I now turn uh, the time over. That's such a Mormon phrase. I just really mm-hmm. could not come up with an, a phrase that wasn't the Mormon phrase of we now turn the time over <laughs> to brother <laughs> Frank Feldman and brother Dan Beecher uh, sometime in the past. Well, we're here with Amanda Metzkus from Camp Quest. And yeah. uh, this is something that you and I, Frank, have never actually talked about on our show. No, we've never, this has never come up. So but I, thank I you mean, for being I've here. been aware of Camp Quest. So hi, Amanda. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm very good. I'm very good. <laughs> good. It's good. Good to be here with you guys. Excellent. Yeah. And Tell, you're, you're oh. the executive director of this camp. Yes, I am. Talk to me about Camp Quest. Well, so we have a network of summer camps around the United States, and they focus on fun friends and free thought. So all the things you think of when you think of typical summer camp, canoeing, hiking, arts and crafts, plus building a community with other kids from free-thinking families, and then critical thinking, science, philosophy, but in a hands-on summer camp way, not a 
boring being lectured two way. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but how do they learn about Jesus? Oh, well, they might have to go to vacation Bible school for that. Although, you know, we do world religions um, at yeah. camp. Yeah, we do a little five-minute intros to different world religions because we think it's important that kids are religiously literate and are exposed Absolutely. to the different worldviews that are out there. Nice. That's really smart. I like that. So, I mean, I, I, mean, I guess it, before I heard of your program, I guess I hadn't really thought of it as a problem, right? But is, I guess it must be a problem with most camps that are out there that they're religious. A lot of camps in a lot of parts of the country are. Okay. Um, you know, even if it's just, oh, there's chapel on Sunday morning and you're praying before meals, you know, it still can feel okay. kind of off-putting or ostracizing if that's not what your family is about. Right. Um, and then, you know, for, for a lot of kids, even in parts of the country where there is like a sort of a generic, uh, secular, traditional kind of summer camp, um, you're still surrounded by a pervasively religious uh, group of campers. So uh-huh. you don't have that opportunity to learn, oh, hey, there's a lot of kids out there from families like mine, from families that are skeptics or humanists or atheists right. or agnostics. Right, so right. this is a place where kids don't have to feel afraid to ask questions about religion, questions that maybe at school with their friends they feel a little hesitant to to talk about. Mm. Right. I can actually, in a really weird way... Uh, really identify with this because I grew up Mormon in a very non-Mormon area. Oh wow! And I would come to Utah for like summer stuff, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, to, be, okay. to be surrounded by my people. There you right. go. While it was a religious thing, I mean, I totally get what those kids, what their experience is like being the only one of their kind. And so that's yeah. really cool. That's really yeah. Wow. There you go. Huh. I yeah. You know, it doesn't. It's so funny because on the one hand, you think this doesn't have to be a secular. Like this could just be camp. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But but you but yeah I mean when I went to Boy Scout camp, they prayed at every meal and I. Well, just at that to- at that time I was religious, so it seemed perfect. It didn't seem totally natural, but it seemed fine. Right. Uh, but uh, now that I think about it, I'm like, no, I don't want my kid going to something where everybody's praying all the time. So yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting. Uh, it's an in- it's a fascinating idea. No. And well, and the Boy Scouts actually was kind of part of the inspiration for Camp Quest because they exclude um, atheists. They exclude kids who don't affirm a belief in God from right. membership. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, and so unlike the Girl Scouts, I should I should I right. always try to clarify the Girl Scouts are welcoming and awesome. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it just kind of brought home for us that we need a place for our kids to feel like they belong. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, in addition, at a, at a traditional summer camp, you're probably not going to do some of the kinds of activities we do at camp. We do, you know, evolution activities. Right. We do other kinds of science activities. And then my favorite thing, one of the things I lead at camp every year is Socrates Cafe, which is philosophy discussion. Oh, cool. And it's amazing because, you know, so many kids, when adults ask them questions, the adults want them to tell them the answer that's in the adult's head. Right, right. And Socrates Cafe isn't like that at all. It's, hey, we're going to come together, become better questioners. So I'll throw out a question like, what is knowledge? And I'll just keep a list of who wants to talk um, and kind of set some ground rules. And the kids come up with just amazing, amazing insights. And you see kids who you think, you know, maybe in school these kids don't talk very much. Um, and then, you know, 45 minutes into the discussion, they get on the speakers list and they say something that just blows your mind. I love it. Wow. That's great. great. Where are the camps? Yeah. I was about to ask Um, that. Oh my gosh. I need to look at the list. We've gotten so many of them now that I have to look. Um, All right. Open your own brochure. There we go. There we go. Um, so Arizona, Virginia, Colorado, Kansas city, 
Michigan, Minnesota. Um, the Montana one, unfortunately, is taking a year off this summer. Oh, um, okay. We've got a new one in New England. Uh, camp Quest Northwest is in Washington State. Huh. Ohio, which is the original camp all the way back to 1996. Really? Wow. Oklahoma. Uh, Tennessee in the Smoky Mountains. They meet in Smoky Mountains National Park. Oh, it's cool. amazing. That's great. Uh, South Carolina, Texas, and California. And uh, Camp Quest West in California has two different camp locations. They have a Northern California and a Southern California. Wow, cool. Okay. I assume you have a website yes. that I can send people to. CampQuest.org. Okay. Very easy. Awesome. Well, everybody, if you have children's, which Frank <laughs> and I don't have those things, <laughs> but if you have those little things that run around your house and break your stuff, send them to camp. Yeah, get them out of the house. Yeah. And, uh. and if you don't have children, or if you do, either way, um, our counselors are all volunteers, and they come for a week of camp, huh. and, and our volunteers range in age from 18 to 80. Um, right. So, you know, you can, and I think the adult volunteers have almost as much fun as the kids do. So, <laughs> you know, you can apply on our website, campquest.org slash volunteer, pick a camp location you're interested in. Um, a lot of our camps are on waiting lists for campers right now. So oh, if you okay. want to register a camper, get that in fast. Um, one of the things that um, is holding us back from expanding to be able to offer more spots to campers is having enough volunteers. Oh. So if you like kids, if you like the outdoors, if you like free thought, you like teaching science, you know, what a great you suggestion. Have a heck of a good time. What a great way to spend a summer. So, yeah. yeah, go ahead and get out there and volunteer for these guys. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. All right. Cool. Amanda, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much. Yeah. It was really fun. It was nice to meet you. Nice to meet you guys, too. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll see each other around. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Go have fun at camp. All right. Thanks. Okay. Bye. 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 So we're here with Jacqueline Glenn. Hey. Hey, Jacqueline. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing really well. How are you guys? We're doing Can good. I call you, can I call you JG? Sure. Uh, Sounds good. That's <laughs> just a really stupid thing to call you. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> ouch. Now, now you're making fun of me and it makes me feel bad. No, I'm, I'm just so kidding. sorry. Um, so you are a vlogger. I do. Yeah. I do vlogs on YouTube. About you're you're a YouTube sensation. Is what you oh, are. I don't know if I would go that far, but <laughs> I am on the YouTubes. <laughs> wait, wait, so uh, what, what got you started doing that? I started YouTube about three years ago, and mostly it was because I was getting into animal rights activism, Ooh. and I wanted to make videos about vegetarian recipes and different things, and once I got interested in religion, I just kind of started doing that, and that kind of took off. So Interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a... Got random it. thing that kind of got me started doing YouTube, but I'm happy I started. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And and what an what an interesting change of pace. A little bit different, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what got you? I mean, did you did you have a like a change of religious heart? Oh yeah, I was a Bible thumper. Yeah. Born and raised Catholic, and then I didn't like the Catholic Church, and I still wanted to find Jesus, so I switched to being a Protestant for a little while, and that didn't really work out either. So okay. Yeah. So at that point, it was. Yeah, you it just was, gave up entirely. I mean, I wouldn't say gave up. I worked harder. It wasn't. It wasn't like easy. Atheism isn't like an easy way out. It's actually That's, a lot more difficult. Yeah, yeah, really good point. So, yeah, but I'm happy I got here. Nice. Right. Well, what has been the reaction to your uh, to to your videos? Uh, good and bad from people that I know personally. Um, probably bad mostly because I grew up very Christian conservative. Mm, right. So friends and family are disapproving. I'm kind of the black sheep when it comes to that. But as far as my uh, audience and stuff, I mean, people are very nice to me online. They're very receptive. Of course, you know, I have trolls here and there, sure. but most of it is very positive. It is right. the internet. Yeah. The internet. <laughs> but the internet is a very 
I mean, atheistic environment, to be honest. Like, at least YouTube comments and stuff, there are way more people who are who are atheists or, you know, free-thinking that go on the internet to comment on things, so... There are lots of religious and Christian trolls and Muslim yeah. trolls. Oh, my gosh. I did a video uh, against Islam, and I got so many haters on that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. That's well, going to happen. That and Justin Bieber. If you, if you criticize Justin Bieber, the believers will come after you. You can't. <laughs> you need to know better than that. I know. That's I, that, I mean, yeah, Jesus is sacred and all, but Bieber. That's a whole nother mm. level that's, of sacred. That's a whole nother level. <laughs> you got to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, oh. that's great. And And... Now you're you're here at the atheist convention. You you're here in sort of an official capacity, are you not? You're yeah, I'm I'm doing behind the scenes reporting, I guess, for the wow. American Atheist. I'm interviewing speakers and people okay. who are attending and putting cool. together a bunch of different videos for them. So yeah, it's pretty fun. How's, yeah. how's that been going? So far, so good. I've interviewed at least four of the speakers, and I've interviewed a lot of people who are here, just asking them random questions. Some are funny, some are serious. So it should be interesting. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Well, uh, we I you know I literally I stumbled on one of your videos at one point or maybe one of our listeners actually sent it in to us but it, I I found it delightful well, and, thank you. Uh, and and I thought you know what this gal has something going for her. <laughs> and then I thought why did I just use the word gal <laughs> and then I, I and, and then I was and then I was hard on myself okay <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, where can people find you on the on the intertubes? Uh, you could just go to youtube.com slash Jacqueline, J-A-C-L-Y-N, and that should be me. All right. So, All yeah. right. Cool. And, uh, and and do you do you tweet? Do you, yeah. Do you um, do the, the Twitter? I do the things? Twitter. I do do the Twitter. You can find me on Twitter and Facebook. It's the same handle as my YouTube channel, so it's just Jacqueline Glenn, G-L-E-N-N. So that's okay. where you can find me on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and everything. Awesome. awesome. Well, thanks for uh, coming on the show and chatting with us. And, sure. And no uh, uh, hopefully we'll bump into each other as 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 things yeah thanks for having me all right awesome thanks for coming on well thanks ladies that was fantastic very interesting they are they're 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 i'm glad that they're in our movement yeah both of them in their various capacities so many girly voices on this episode right Mm -hmm. it's great we need more femininity Mm -hmm. i'm glad you're here Thank you. Yeah. That's very nice. Uh, so also, I'm glad that uh, Mackenzie does our Facebook page because that's really helpful. Thanks, Mackenzie, for all of your hard and diligent work. Really appreciate that. And I also want to thank the Red Rock Hot Club for generously letting us use their music. And I really want to thank Miss Rachel because you, uh, you saved us last minute. This was a last minute thing. Absolutely. You this just, was a great time. You stepped in like a champ. Oh, thank you. You're <laughs> rocking and rolling it. So, I was you. worried you were going to make me prove I was an atheist. Was like, like, like how? Some sort of credential. <laughs> yeah, show your A card. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Adam, who Frank always has uh, mm-hmm. sub on, isn't even doesn't even call himself an atheist. Oh, really? It's like cheating. Mm. He's like he, he uses that agnostic word sometimes and stuff. I don't know. Anyway, uh, thanks for thanks for uh, for co- for filling in, and thank all of y'all for listening. And uh, hey, have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye bye.